Ready and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, uh, welcome to the Dogcast, brought to us by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, as always, Tim Edwards, and joined here by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. How are you, Sean? Good, thanks, Tim. Yeah, great to be here again on the show, and uh, the feature races keep rolling around, and mm. a very exciting week this week coming up at Gawler with the uh, highlight by the Produce final night. Yeah, of course, that's what we're going to be looking at this week. We're going to preview the 2021 uh, Gawler Produce. Uh, what a big night that's going to be Sunday night at Gawler. There's lots of things happening there. We'll talk about that in the show. We're going to talk about Sir Truculent. What a wonderful win last Thursday night by the truck winning at Albion Park. Uh, fantastic performance. And uh, our interview this week is going to be with Paul Riemann, who has uh, Jim Tree Maximus running in Sunday night's feature, the Gawler Produce Vinyl. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, the Week in Review is always brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. They're proud uh, suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP programs here in SA. They're based right here in South Australia. Visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au, all one word, uh, for more information. Gee, it's been a big week, Sean, as always, here in Greyhound Racing SA. And before we touch on the semi-finals of the Gawler Produce uh, on Sunday night, we're going to turn our attention back to the Shane McQueen final, which we were talking about yep. um, on our last show, and, and Rushes. What a, what, a, what a wonderful race it was. Um, look, Rushes won winning in 29.85 at Murray Bridge. This is going back on the 24th of June. At the top of the home straight, I wasn't too sure who was going to win that race that night. They were spread across the track, and then just out the corner of my eye, I saw Rushes getting a needle eye opening, and we know how powerful he can be. Yeah, and um, great call by you, Tim, as well. Uh, very reminiscent of the Adelaide Cup hooked yeah. on Scotch at the end because Rushes flew home from nowhere. And uh, we spoke about it on the show that what a wonderful addition it was. Um, High-quality race, a lot of chances. Uh, but I think Rushes really stamped himself mm. with that ability that he's always shown. He really produced it on that night. And he had a, a checkered passage, and he, mm. he found his way back midfield with not much um, room to go anywhere. And then... In the straight, he just really sprouted wings and, and ran over the top of them. Uh, a, a fabulous win. Max Voldridge second, Zipping Solden third. Uh, but, yeah, it was one of those types of races that anything could win, mm. and it developed that way. But full credit to Rushes. Now we might just see him progress uh, with consistency um, yeah. because that race win was a wonderful race win. And, and just with the Shane McQueen, it was wonderful to have the family out there as well. They mm. they made the trip to Murray Bridge. They love the facility. Mm. And I know how much they love getting the, to the Greyhounds every year. It's a real family event. So, um, and Tony's now, Tony and Lisa have now won this race three times. So it was wow. a, a great win. Yeah. And look, that can happen at Murray Bridge as well, Sean. Uh, it's such a long home straight that they sort of, they feel like when you're calling them there at Murray Bridge, they're taking a while to get to you. But it's such a long home straight. And the Greyhounds that even are sitting second or third at the top of the home straight, if they're strong enough, they've got the chance and the time uh, to run down those leaders. And that's what happened with Rushes. He was able to thread a passage through. And when I was seeing him get through, obviously he's a strong finisher anyway. Yep. But I think it's important to note too, we only got to go back a couple of months ago. And this dog was completely out of form, mm. absolutely out of form. And um, the Rasmussens have turned that around. Yeah, done a great job with him. Um we hark back to the uh, Adelaide Cup Series last year where he mm. really stamped himself as a as a progressive dog and it, it's taken him a while to get there and I know they've worked very hard with him but we, we know the ability that he has mm. and, and he could he could be a big player in the coming feature as well. Adelaide Cup in October is mm. uh, probably the main target but got him going wonderfully well at the moment. He's loving um, 
probably loving the the changes between Gawler and Murray Bridge yeah. at the moment. That bit of variance mm. uh, might be the might have been the key to him. Mm. Yeah, it was a wonderful win. And of course, last Thursday night, everyone had their eyes glued to the television with Sir Truculent, um, the Queensland Cup at Albion Park. Uh, look, he is flying, Sir Truculent. And I think what was important to note with him winning there last Thursday night for Wally Harkins and the Brett uh, Kennel up there in Queensland is the way he's beginning. He mm. begins, he seems to begin a lot better in Queensland than he does anywhere else. And uh, when he was sitting second out of the home straight the first time, I thought, wow, he's close. And, and then he just avoided that little bother around that first corner. Yep. And down the back, it was going to take something pretty strong to run him down, and they couldn't. He's absolutely flying. I think for uh, all the supporters of Sir Traculant, which there are many mm. as, across the nation and, and definitely in South Australia, once he opened up that break down the back straight, they're the sort of races you, you, you love to see mm. um, because they weren't catching him. 41-58 no. um, uh, out in front. In South Australia, when he's been racing, he likes to get the big wind up and hit the mm. front off the back straight. But as you said, Tim, he's been been beginning so well in Queensland. He, he was doing it in Victoria as well. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I know that Wally and I think Peter Gavin had worked really hard in getting him to begin a lot better mm. at group level because he had to. Yep. To put himself in the race, he had to begin better. And now they've just found the key to him um, interstate that he's beginning so well and he's so strong and and. You know, it, a lot has to be said for Tony Brett. I think Tony Brett has a an affinity with the dog a little mm. bit. Uh, I know Wally's done a great job and, and he leaves Tony to, to do what he does. I mean, the beauty of it is he'll be there again on Saturday night in Ipswich mm. um, for the Ipswich Grand Prix. And then he'll be coming home to South Australia. Um, he got out to $10, Tim. Ridiculous odds about a group one multiple placed dog. Mm in the, the Queensland Cup where he's won a feature race there already. It was ridiculous how a South Australian dog got the blow like that. But mm. I think that, unfortunately, it's taking a long time for interstate people to recognise this dog is an absolute gun. Yeah. And he's still got more racing he in has. him. I can't wait, though, Tim, in the coming weeks when he ventures back to South Australia, mm. 680 metres at Murray Bridge, and he'll be taking on Fantastic Radley um, mm. and heading towards the... Uh, the state finals of the nationals at the bridge. So, mm. God, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Look, the fairy tale continues for Wally Harkins. Um, we spoke to him on Greyhound of the Year night earlier this year and uh, just the story behind this dog and uh, the beginning of what he paid for him and basically what the ride he's been given mm. here. And I think at the start of the year we touched on he won about 100000 I think. You look at the money he's won now, Sean. I think it was at first prize hundred grand last Thursday. Hundred grand, hundred mm. grand. Um, officially three ninety nine, wow. just under four hundred thousand. But with the the in South Australia we pay the the wagering activity payment, so yep. he's 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 won over four hundred thousand. I mean that's life changing, Tim, in any anyone's language. It is. It's a terrific story, and uh, and uh, and Wally, no doubt, is. Uh, Reaping the rewards, and no doubt he's being looked after very well, Sir Truculent. As we spoke to yep. Wally at the start of the year, he's a sort of dog that likes to be on the couch watching a bit of TV. So he's certainly earned the right to do that. So a great story there last Thursday night. Now, the semifinals on Sunday night at Gawler, uh, the Gawler Produce Series. Let's turn our attention back to those. Um, now, the Rasmussen's had a big night, of course. The yep. Victor dogs continue to race well. They do. Um, Victor Grosso was able to win uh, heat number one, running 31.06, defeating Victor Hayden and Spring Driven. Now... This was an interesting race. Victor Grosso, I watched the replay. Um, he found himself in an awkward position early. He pushed hard. He yep. was still in an awkward position because there was a little bit of bother as they came off the back straight, and he was able to avoid that, and he got clear and raced away. So 
he's going so well, but I guess he does open himself up to being beaten in a final because he's absolutely not brilliant early out of yeah. the boxes, but he on the line very well. No, absolutely. And I think that belies on his form prior. He'd been running like five seconds in a row. Yeah. So he just needs that touch of luck, but he's, he's um, so brave. And so, as you said, Tim, there was a bit of trouble. Mm. He could have found himself in even more trouble, but he was able to get himself out of it um, and then ran home really well. After five seconds in a row, he deserved this semi-final win. He's going so well, mm. um, but... He's not brilliant, as you said early. So it's he's going to need a little bit of luck because there is a lot of um, early speed in the produce final. And that was part of the race in the semi-final. Kelly's missile had brilliant early speed yep. and opened up a gap. But then there was that trouble, um, you know, just down and off the back straight, mm. which gave him the opportunity to, 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 to win, really. Victor Hayden ran another good race, the uh, the Howard Ashton winner. Yep. Um, again, not belied with an awful lot of speed and needs a touch of luck, but it... Uh, charged home and spring driven from Victoria, Lisa Delbridge ran well. Uh, ran well. Um, I'm glad when they make the trip to SA for these feature races. I'm glad they have a little bit of success, not too much, Tim, yeah, for the no. Victorians. Mm. But um, you know they make the trip across, and so they've qualified um, with spring driven. So credit to them. Yep. And semi final two, Victor Reed was able to win for Lisa Rasmussen, running thirty and ninety eight, defeating Gemtree Maximus, mm. who was very good. We'll talk about him a bit later on, but. Yep. Uh, Victor Darrell was good too, closing off late and fantastic. Victor ended up finishing in fourth. Jack's well, trouble early for him. Uh, he's missed the final. He's a reserve at this stage, but if he got into the final, mm. well, he'd be some chance, wouldn't he? Well, I think looking at this semi-final too, I think most people, um, Victor Reid drew one and Jack's well drew two. And I think most people felt Victor Reid would be the dog that would find the trouble because mm. Jack's well, such a good dog in the field. And mm. from box two, he could just sit off. Um, as it was, a Gemtree Maximus, brilliant beginning um, and sort of opened the race up a little bit. Victor Reed began a little bit better than expected. Yep. And it was unfortunately Jackswell finding the trouble. Mm. Um, but once uh, Victor Reed lobbed, um, you know, third and second early, it was mm. going to be really hard to hold out. Uh, very strong performance. Well, you know, he's a dog that can run the, the arms off the clock, Victor Reed. So a credit to, to them winning. Gemtree Max was hung on well. And as I said, we'll talk to um, Paul later in the show, um, third up, he's going to be a big player in the final. Victor Darrell and fantastic Victor. Jackswell, yeah, he's got first reserve for the final. Um, if he gets in, we know how brilliant chance. he is. Mm. Um, but again, he, he is a dog on occasions that needs a bit of luck. He normally makes something like he's so good yeah. in the field, but on this occasion... Unfortunately, missed out. Yeah, it's a terrific two semi-finals there last Sunday night. Tell us about Mount Gambier, Sean, before we close the uh, the review of last week. Uh, Mount Gambier on Sunday, the fourth of July, had their first Southeast Football Club Challenge on track. Now we know Mount Gambier can pull a good crowd. Yeah. Um, and this one was a big day for the club. Yeah, I mean the the, the crowd numbers um, were very much similar to their Mount Gambier Cup mm. final. So they had. Um, eight football teams from the from the area, um, you know, Panola, Port Macdonald, uh, Nangaree, Glencoe, South Gambia. Um, and for the first eight races, they all had a race named after them and all culminated with race nine where they were all running to, to win effectively. Yep. Uh, and I think the uh, Galactic Horizon for Steve Bartholomew got the win. I think it was um, South Gambia Football Club who ended up winning right. uh, the overall. But, uh, you know, a wonderful... Um, uh, promotion by the Mount Gambier mm. Greyhound Racing Club. They're very proactive about mm. um, engaging with the local community. Mm. Um, and as we've spoken about on the show before, they've done it tough through this period, mm. tougher than any other um, uh, racetrack in SA, yeah. to, be, to be honest, um, because of their reliance on, you know, people coming across the border and also 
um, the Metropolitan trainers supporting them. And to be fair, whilst they've had no interstate support, now it's all open, it's okay, mm. but the Metro trainers have really supported the mount, so we're really pleased with that. But the day itself, um, wonderful day, engaging with the community, and as I said, a great result, great crowd. So, um, yeah, it was a real highlight, I think, for their year. Mm, certainly was. All right, that's the Week in Review. Thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. Look them up on the website, freshpetfoodco.com.au. The Preview. Okay, let's have a look at the preview this week. It's brought to us by the SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, look them up. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. All you need to do is jump on Twitter, search at the Dogs SA, and get on board. And as always, gamble responsibly. Before we touch on Sunday night, Sean, let's turn our attention to Thursday night. We've got a big program mm-hmm. at Murray Bridge, no doubt. We've got a 12-race program there at the bridge. What did you make the best bet on the card? You know, we've got some pressure to, to keep have. rolling with best bets, Tim. I think... Um, I think I might have got the you best are. bet last you time. You did. I was about to say that, but you beat me to it, Sean. Very <laughs> um, modest. Well done. So, um, but I'm, I'm sure you can bounce back mm. this week, Tim. Yeah, we'll try. Um, mm. So my best bet on the program, what's a good program? It's, it's a metropolitan program as well. So a nice, high quality meeting. Uh, I like race three, number seven, Goose Step for Tony Rasmussen. Mm. Um, progressing really well. Steps up to the 5.30 um, at the bridge on Thursday night. Two starts ago, one over the 455. It was quite a really mm. impressive win. You know, began well, um, drifted back a little bit, then charged home down the outside for a good win. And then went to Gawler mm. uh, from a wide draw, ran 30-73 and really powerful at the end. So from box seven in race three and what's a, a, a nice heat of this 530-meter series, I think it'd be really hard to beat. So I, I like him uh, on Thursday night. All right. So race three for you. I'm going with Bombproof. Uh, I know there's two of him, but if the right yep. one turns up, he'll win there on Thursday night. Race five, number two. I thought his last run was mm. a real sign that he's ready to win here in South Australia. And he had been missing the kick, but he actually began better on Thursday night last week. So if he can put yep. himself into a position, um, I think he's going to be hard to beat there. Race uh, race five, number two. It looks a really even program on paper. Yeah, I think plenty of value um, across the board. And we're finding that with those Metro meetings, mm. either at Gore or at Murray Bridge, because all the, the trainers and the good dogs are supporting them. Mm. Um, we're getting a real good mix of, of, of dogs. So there's not too many odds on favourites running around, no. apart from, unfortunately, Fantastic Radley. There was no seven, uh, sorry, 680 metre race for him on Thursday night. Mm. Um, apart from him going around as a dollar ten favourite, yeah. pretty much everything's been value. So, um, a, really, a, another good program on Thursday. Aussie Cheeky will have to find his three and a half thousand <laughs> some will. other way this week. He will, uh, with no fantastic Radley going around. He's got terrific Keith going around in the last, who's flying at the moment. So he's going to be hard to beat. Yep. We see Rhyme nor Reason go around again in race number four. He was very good. Great to see him win last start because he deserved that win. Yeah, I think. Um, he has been putting the riding on the wall. I know you've been support, mm. you know, supporting him for, for a little bit. I think it takes a couple of runs at Murray Bridge just mm. to find your feet. And then once you hit form, I, I could see him stringing a, a good couple of wins together. Yeah. And, of course, nice to see Maya Villanelle win again last start for Steve Brook. Now, that's a good race, race number 10 there on Thursday night. It's the SA Bread Stake. Um, and good prize money up for grabs there too. And and, he, and she's improving my Villanelle. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the, these SA Bread races are quite strong because you get a mix of of low wind dogs and high wind mm. um, uh, grade six dogs. So it's a, a different mix of what you would normally get. 
But yeah, Stephen Brook, I mean, he's he's got a, a good team around mm. him. Um, and my Villanelle may, you know, you'd assume will progress through the grades. Yeah. Yeah, that's Thursday night. Looking forward to that. So Sean likes his best in race three, number seven, Goose Step. I thought race five, number two, Bomb Proof. Now let's have a look at this Gawler Produce final on Sunday night. It promises to be a big night. I know that Sean out there at the Gawler yeah. Greyhound Club is really, really starting to promote this and, and get people right behind it. It's a big night. Uh, we'll touch on that in a moment. But this is the box draw. We've got uh, Spring Lilac coming up with box number one. Fantastic Victor in two. Victor Hayden in three. Uh, Victor Darrell, four. Gemtree Maximus in five. He has won from that box before. Six, Victor Grosso. Seven, Victor Reed. That's a Victor race, all right. Yep. Number eight, Spring Driven. And the reserves are Jackswell and Far More Crazy. So the Rasmussens have four runners out of the field there, mm. um, Sean. And, and they've got a great chance of winning it. But it's... They're not over the line there. It's a pretty even lineup. No, uh, clearly not. And w- the reality of it is n- you'd expect none of them will be leading. No. So someone else will be leading. Um, and in, in looking at it, my thoughts are as either a fantastic victor, Gem Tree Maximus mm. w- w- will probably be leading, mm-hmm. um, which means, um, and I'll, I'll, they're all different in their own different way, all the victor dogs, what I'll class mm. them as victor dogs. They'll, they'll be sitting off speed and they'll have to do some work. And, and that's why in, in looking at it, I was thinking that um, number seven, Victor Reed's going to be really hard to beat. The only thing that Victor Reed has to do is avoid spring driven early. Mm. Spring driven likes to get to the rail quite hard. Mm. So either spring driven begins well and just is off and gone and, and helps a clear passage for Victor Reed, or if spring driven begins on terms with Victor Reed, mm. uh, that's the only concern I have. But he is all class. Um, mm. He proved that through the heat and semi-final. So I think he's going to be hard to beat. And I think he'll get a clear enough run so long as he avoids spring-driven. Mm. Um, Gemtree Maximus, big player in this final. If he leads like he did last start, yeah. third run back, he's going to be hard to catch. Yeah, I, I, he's he's got he's had success at Gawler as well. Mm. He's, he's won a feature, a couple of features there, I think. And, yeah. he, and he was the SA representative in the launching pad. So yep. we know how good he goes. And third up, going to be really hard to beat. And he'll be banking on pinching a break on yep. these stronger types. Um, and if he does, really hard to hold out. And then I was uh, looking at three, Victor Hayden. Again, a dog that not mm. blessed with a lot of speed, but very, very strong and, and can work his way through the field. So I'm I'm looking at seven, five, and three mm. um, as my top three. But, you know, you're leaving out oh, fantastic Victor for Aussie Chegia. That'll be the dog's third. This will be its third start at Gawler. Yep. I expect more improvement from him, and he had good New South Wales form. He so. did tell us about this dog a while mm, ago, he did. didn't he? Um, he it, did mention that this dog can run. Absolutely. Mm. And um, anything Aussie Chegia yes. puts to the boxes, you, you have to respect. I also give a little bit of hope to spring Lilac off the red, mm. um, drawn much better um, in the final, just whether or not he can match it with the class of the other ones. Yep. But um, a great addition. What What was your take on yeah, the Yeah, I'm going for the leaders here, Sean. I, I do think two or five can lead like you. Um, and I think they've both got great winning chances. I, I think if we look back at all the feature races at Gawler in the last, <clears throat> excuse me, three or four months, there's been trouble on that first corner. Mm. And, yep. uh, and the dogs that are out in front obviously avoid that bother and, and can go a long way to winning that race. So I'm respecting the Victor dogs. I really am. Victor Grosso, probably my pick of the Victor dogs, yep. but he's going to need luck from six. Whereas I think if Jim Tree Maximus begins like he did last start, he can lead them. Mm. I'm very wary of the two fantastic Victor. As I said, Ozzy Chegia gave this a big rap on the, on the dog cast a while ago. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of mentioned that fantastic Radley was one of the dogs he was getting over. And, and this is another one. So 
big respect for the two. But at this stage, I think the five can lead, Sean. And we'll be chatting to Paul Riemann in a moment. But um, I think it's got a great chance of winning. Yeah, so we'll get a good lead in with yeah. Paul about his thoughts on, on Gentry Maximus. Um, like you, obviously in greyhound racing, leading yeah. matters. If you can find the leader, you go a long way to, to winning. Um, it's a great addition of the Gawler Produce. It'll be race eight on what will be a big night, Tim. Yep. Um, is it 50 years for the club? Yeah, it's mm. uh, it's recognising on the night, 50, mm. the 50th anniversary of racing at Gawler. Mm. So uh, it's going to be a huge night. Um, plenty of um, uh, invited guests, um, yep. plenty of old faces, I'd imagine, that, mm. you know, Greyhound racing, not too many people get out of Greyhound racing, but no. I'm sure there's a number of people that will be that people haven't seen for a while. Yep. Um, so there's a, a feature final as well that, that highlights the 50th anniversary, which will be race six, mm-hmm. a $10,000 race. And I think they're also, um, promoting, uh, the carnival of cups, yes. which comes up in October, which is, uh, an alignment with the Gawler Greyhound Racing Club, the harness and, and the gallops, the gallops yep. which has a week of, of feature racing, um, mm. in the Northern region, which is going to be wonderful for, for the region. Mm. Um, a great, um, a great opportunity there to to really engage with the local community, as mentioned. So it's all going to culminate on Sunday night. So celebrating the 50th anniversary and the Gawler Produce final, um, as you mentioned, Sean and the committee, they're doing a great job out there. In yep. uh, anyone who's been out there on a Sunday night, it, it's it's mm. packed mm. Um, upstairs and downstairs. Um, you're right close to the action. Mm. So uh, yeah, it should be a great night. Yep, looking forward to it. That has been the uh, the preview. That's thanks to uh, the Twitter feed at the Dogs SA. Gamble responsibly and get on board. The interview. Yeah, the interview this week. Of course, we're going to be focusing on the Gawler Produce Final. It's a big night at Gawler on Sunday night, and Paul Riemann's got a very big player in the field, and that is Gemtree Maximus. As we say hello to Paul. How are you? How are you, boys? Very good. You got Tim Edwards and Sean Matheson here. Paul, congratulations on making the final with Gemtree Maximus. Thanks very much. Yeah, very pleased to be there. He's uh, he's an improving dog, isn't he? That was his th- second run back last Sunday night. You must have been wrapped the way he began. He began brilliantly, and I guess that uh, that race fitness edge just told over the concluding stages. Yeah, that's exactly right. He uh, he cracked a hock in a training gallop after he won the Breeders' Prelude, mm-hmm. and uh, he'd been running home in the fourteen nineties at Gawler uh, before he cracked the hock. And um, from the time we got the all clear to start galloping to the heat of the produce was only two and a half weeks. So we had to go in without a trial, um, had plenty of galloping, but just it's not the same as race fitness and race hardness. Um, but he's improved each week and hopefully will again on Sunday. Yeah, well, I was just talking to Sean a moment ago. On paper, it looks like he's got a great chance of clearing them from box five because those Victor dogs, they're, they're very consistent and they're strong, but they're not overly quick early. Well, Reed's been jumping well. He went 3.18 in the semi-final, but he's got a more difficult draw this week. Mm. And uh, the two Victor dogs on my immediate inside, they are quite slow out. Mm. If they give me two steps early, I think I can find the front and then... Mm. Um, Hopefully there's a little bit of bumping behind me and a little bit fitter. Maybe we'll get there. He's got a great record. He's only had 16 starts. He started racing earlier this year and he's had nine wins and three minors. So they're the sort of dogs you love, don't you, Paul? Because they just give their all every time they go out there. Especially with that early speed, it's priceless. Um, I had Master Chaos and he was a very good dog, but he didn't have that early speed and 
you know, you're always relying on no one running out on you or getting bumped early, mm. where this way they've just got to come out and catch you, you know. Mm. And he's had a worm burner, Lochinvar, um, Akira. Um, of course, worm burner, what a champion he was on the, on the track. Yeah, actually, it's funny because uh, Wormburner would run home in the 1250s at Angle Park and Lochinvar Akira, 1260s. So, Gemtree uh, Maximus is a bit upside down. You'd expect him to be a big finisher. Mm. Uh, and instead, he's got all this early speed, but, um, you know, has to dig deep to find the line. So, he's kind of upside down to his parents. How did, how did you get him, um, um, Paul? I bred him myself. Yeah. Uh, I raced Lockenvara Kira. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I bred the litter, broke him in myself. And, um, and did he show ability? Yeah, I got the whole litter. Did he show ability? From uh, yeah, from the, word, from the word go, his first ever box trial, um, I'd only put him in the boxes a couple of times in the bull ring to teach him the box. Mm-hmm. First ever box trial, he went um, 2260 over the 395 in the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite incredible for a first ever trial and then I switched him straight to Angle Park and he went um, I think his first trial he went 448 early and 1701 down the back so he knew we had something special mm. right from the word go. I think he won on debut from memory didn't he? Yeah he did, he mm. did, he went uh, I think it was about 3001 um, over the 515 there at Angle Park Yeah, yeah. well it's always good to have a dog like that and I guess, um, you know, Box 5 you're, you're expecting him to, if he jumps the way he does, he can lead and out in front he's fit enough to win I just got to get, if they give me two steps early, I think he will lead, mm. and yeah then uh, it's just a matter of who I mean, a couple of those Victor dogs are incredibly strong mm. uh, so if they lob second I might be in a bit of trouble, but um you know what finals are like. You yeah. like to get out in front early, and uh, you're a big chance if you can do that. Um, well, Paul, and congratulations on making the final. Um, Thanks, sure. Gemtree Maximus, um, at his last run, as you said, the Breeders' Prelude too, he did beat a lot of these sort of similar dogs that he's meeting in the final. Fair enough, he was he was fully wound up when he won that race. And as Tim mentioned, third run back, um, you know, we sort of think he's going to be a big, big player with his fitness and, and his ability. Um, just with, uh, the litter, you said you got the whole litter, um, you used, well, you were doing a fair bit of form analysis and, and I suppose for the listeners out there, um, it's not just, um, you know, a few hours a day when you have a whole litter. Um, and so you had to give up a little bit of that form analysis to really try and get this litter, uh, to the track, put the time in. Um, Gemtree Maximus is you're reaping the rewards there. Gemtree Apollo's been really good for you, mm. um, and also uh, you know a few that haven't really got to the track yet. I mean, uh, have they shown them as much ability or more ability, or where do you see the whole litter there? Is Gemtree Maximus the one? They're they're incredibly slow maturing this litter. Even Gemtree Maximus in his self confidence. Uh, uh, he, he's not completely self-confident yet, and the brothers have been the same. Um, two of the unraced brothers uh, are starting to trial some fairly quick times at Murray Bridge, but they've, they must have had 30 trials each. They have taken so unbelievably long to come to hand, but they're, they're still they're just over two years old, yep. but they have the maturity of like 14-month-old pups so mm. I believe they will come good they're just um, I guess 
all different, just like people in terms of maturity. Mm. And they've just been a slow litter to come to hand. But I, I think we will see uh, a, a couple of the unraced ones will be um, above average. So we're probably looking at, like, I think Gemtree Mercury and Gemtree Artemis, I think. They're a couple that haven't hit the track just yet. Uh, yeah, Mer- Mercury and Zeus. Uh, oh, yeah. Zeus has had one run, but, um, yeah, Zeus and Mercury are showing above average ability. They've got very good speed, like Maximus. Yeah. I, I suppose, um, sorry, I suppose, Paul, just um, as I touched on, um, the level of commitment to get the litter f- from, you know, from whelping to the racetrack, it takes a lot of hours, doesn't it? A lot of a lot of hours people don't see, they only see the results on the racetrack. I suppose just put into perspective, as I said, you had to give up some some work to actually ensure they got to the, you know, they can get to the track, really. That's right. Look, even giving up the form guide, um, there, there's a lot of days in the week where I don't even get minutes uh, to, to to myself during the day, it's yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm pretty much running the kennel by myself, and um, oh, it's just incredibly, incredibly time consuming. But um, I'm just happy to have a dog like Maximus to at least uh, get some reward back. Uh, helps you get up in the morning, that's for sure. And and just um you. You and uh, Beck Weiner own Gemtree Maximus, and and anyone who's seen Beck at the uh, at the races, she know you know how much she just loves the dogs and loves being involved. And and whether they're running, you know, towards the rear or winning, um, she's so she she's so happy, and she's a breath of fresh air at the track, isn't she? Oh, she loves her animals. Uh, she really does. Um, the amount of greyhounds she helps rehomes. Um, pets that she has herself she goes above and beyond to help anyone uh with their problems with greyhounds as well Mm. and uh, it's funny where i picked her up on the way to the track um for the semi-finals the other day and we got about a block away from her house and maximus knew uh he knows where she lives now and he Mm. jumped up and his tail was wagging he was looking forward to uh catching up with her yeah, yeah. Well, that's Maximus, of course. We wish him the very best of luck on Sunday, Paul. Um, Gemtree Pluto and Gemtree Apollo. Apollo's in Wednesday, I see. Drawn box one down the straight track. He won two from 18 overall, but really winnable race there Wednesday. Again, very slow maturer. Uh, I think his last um, half a dozen starts have been a lot better. He struggles to get the 500. Mm. Uh, but he has, for a big dog, he has genuine speed. And uh, even up the straight is a mad railer, so I I expect him to go very close off the red on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, I was thinking the same. And and Pluto ran on Monday night, just a bit unlucky, caught out deep. Probably real no no real guide, I guess, to how good the greyhound can be because it just didn't, didn't get on the track really at all. I was very I was very surprised um, how short he started. Actually, he was more there for the experience again. Mm-hmm. I uh, keep going back to this slow maturity, and he's probably the worst out of the lot. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's very hard to get field trials these days, so you, I just wanted to give him that experience of uh, race day, and mm. then we'll we'll pull him back for a couple of weeks now, uh, give him a couple more solo trials, and, and see if that 
helps them take that next step forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing what unfolds with all the Gem Tree Greyhounds. But best of luck on Sunday night, Paul. Um, you've got a massive chance, Gem Tree Maximus. He's got that uh, speed early to, to begin, and, and if he gets out in front in the final, it's a good place to be. So best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Paul Riemann, our Thanks. guest there, uh, Sean on the dog car. He's got a great chance, Gem Tree Maximus. And uh, and he's right what he says there. It, it is time-consuming. These greyhounds mm. take time and effort. And I talk to a lot of trainers at the track, and they tell me the same thing. If you get a good dog, it makes it easy to get up each day. Oh, most mm. definitely. And and as I said, you see the, you see the outcome. You don't mm. see the hours that these people um, put in. Mm. For the, for the love of being involved. Um, and, you know, the success is great. Um, whether you run last or first, you, mm. you still it's the same amount of time. So good luck to anyone. Uh, obviously, the connection's in the final of the Gawler Project. Yeah. It's going to be a great night. Uh, but, yeah, um, it just highlights when we talk to um, our trainers uh, and people involved on the show, just the, the time and effort they put in. It's exactly right. Thanks for tuning in for the Dogcast. It's been another edition, of course. We hope to see you all at uh, Gawler on Sunday night for their 50th anniversary and, of course, the, the big one, the Produce Final.